Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Synergy, the Commander Show. In today's episode, we're talking all about mana bases. So that includes shock lands, fetch lands, utility lands, you name it. Anything that's budget, non-budget, we're just talking all about it. Okay, so today we're going to be starting with the Alpha Dual Lands. These are the best of the best for two-color lands. They just say counts as both, for example, Tundra, the blue and white, counts as both an island and a plains, and is affected by spells that affect ether, and it says to tap to add a blue or a white to your mana pool. So it's amazing. It enters untapped. It's great. You can fetch it out with a fetch land. Really, not much else to say about it. I do want to add, these are $400 lands. You'll have them if you're an expen- expensive, advanced magic player. Another little cheaper multicolored land are shock lands. These are great. They're not completely budget. They're, they range from $10 to $20. Godless Shrine, for example, which is white and black. You add one white or a black. If Godless Shrine enters the battlefield, you may pay two life. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. Card's great. Especially in Commander. Um, when you have a lot of like to worth at early game, I really don't know what else to say. Also, again, these are fetchable. These count as the two basic land types that they tap for. Which means fetch lands can get them from your deck. That's also why they're so good. Yeah, so that's a key, that's a key thing. Okay, so the next category we're going to be talking about um, is fetch lands. These are great because you can get shock lands and do lands and triumphs. Okay, so what this card reads is tap it, pay one life, sack the fetch land, and then search your library for a, in this case, a mountain or plains, put it onto the battlefield. Keyword, it does not say tapped. Put it onto the battlefield and then shuffle your library. This is great. You're getting those triumphs, those shock lands, those dual lands. This, play it, it's expensive. If you pull one, they, they are in recent sets. Yeah, Modern Horizons 2 is the most recent. Yeah. they These aren't going way back. You don't have to go find an old box of magic cards from 1994 to get these. If you pull them, you buy them, you trade for them, put them in your decks. They are extremely good. Even, even if you're not playing Triomes or Shocklands, because those are expensive. Say you just pull one of these, put it in your deck. And... Even if you don't have those, it obviously is better with shock lands and dual lands, but you don't have to have those to still make it good. It can still be really good. Yeah, definitely a good land. Also, it says shuffle your library. Good with effects like Brainstorm. Played in Legacy a lot because of that. Definitely. Um, also is good because it gets another land to enter the battlefield. Good for landfall effects, uh, getting you more lands. So the next land we're going to be talking about are really strong. Uh, they read... They enter the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents, and they tap for one of two colors. Uh, this example is Morphic Pool, and it says it taps for a blue or a black. Uh, this is this is great. It's a this Morphic Pool is eight dollars. They run really from like five bucks to fifteen dollars, and they're doing the exact same thing as four hundred dollar lands, except they're not fetchable. They're really good. They're really cheap compared to a lot of four hundred dollars. Yeah, it literally like. This is a steal of a deal. Yeah, it's a really good land. They're better than Shocklands, pretty much. Like they're these are exceptional lands. 
Uh, what is notable, though, is Fetchlands and Shocklands are playable in modern and other formats, uh, while this these are is... only commander playable. But this is a commander podcast. We're talking about cards for commander, so obviously we're going to put this one in here. If you were to try, I would rather you buy this card than trade three boxes of magic cards for a $400. Like, like you don't, you're like, oh, well, that card's so good. I've been playing magic for 10 years. Can I just spend $400? No, get this card. It's like literally almost as good. It's CDH eight. viable. All of these lands, I'm pretty sure that yeah. we're going to be talking about. The CDH next few are also CDH viable. Really good. Yeah. So the next type of land we're going to be talking about is Triumphs. Triumphs are really great. Petria Triumph is the one I will be reading off. A very important thing to note about this card is it does tap for three colors and it counts as those three colors. It is a forest, island, and mountain, meaning it's fetchable. And it reads tap. You can add a forest or an island or a mountain enters the battlefield tap, and then it's cycling three. Not that useful that often, but still, when you really want it, you really want it, and it's nice to have around. Yeah. These, um, so cycling, if you didn't know, it's basically tap three, discard this card, draw a card. Good. Maybe late game. You already have a bunch of mana. You need card draw. You're running out of cards. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, also, something pretty notable is that <laughs> these aren't all actually called triumphs. Five of them are. Uh, in New Capenna, they printed five not-called Triumphs. For example, Zeatora's Proving Ground. Great card. Reason, because it's fetchable. Really good. So, oh, also, one last thing. Uh, they enter tapped, so but tapped for three colors. So when you fetch it and you don't need the mana immediately, you can grab these. So, good. Uh, you do have to note, these can be played in a lot less decks, though. Because than the- they are three colors. Exactly. So Which may be... You wouldn't include them in staples because they're three color. Yeah, they're not. When you spend money on these, um, they're also pretty expensive. Uh, they're like eight to twenty bucks. Um, they're not played as in many decks, so I would recommend starting off with some of these other ones. So the next lands we're going to be talking about are check lands. Uh, they all tap for two colors, and they stay. They enter the battlefield tapped unless you control one of the two colors they tap for. So in this case, Dragon Skull Summit. Taps for a black or a red, and enters tapped unless you control a swamp or a mountain. Uh, this is obviously good. These are on the cheaper side. Uh, some of these, uh, these are two dollars, so they could not be. They could be included in the budget, but some of them range up to seven dollars ish, which is like two dollars for our, our budget is like five, six dollars. So. Yeah, so we included them in the uh, non-budget section, but these are quite budget. Uh, red, the uh, Dragon Skull is uh, $2. So if you're playing Red Black, if you like Red Black, this is a great pickup. Um, these do get increasingly worse, though, as your magic gameplay increases because you less often have uh, actual basic lands in your deck. And this does, Shocks and uh, Triumphs and Duels do get you these untapped, but just get worse over time. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say for that card. It's good. It's not that expensive. Oh, it's two colors, so it's it's kind of a staple. You, you'd play it in a deck. In CDH, EDH, in kind of any deck, Yeah, you play them. Pretty playable, yeah. Uh, the next line, this is definitely CDH viable. This yes. card is extremely expensive, though. This is one of those $50 lands. Okay, not extremely expensive. Expensive, for me especially. Uh, <laughs> so, it's Ancient Tomb. It taps for two colorless mana, and it does two damage to you when you tap it. Uh, Lizzie's wow. Life... 
Uh, it actually, this adds up quickly. Uh, but as commander, it doesn't matter as much. And ramping you on a land immediately is really strong. It doesn't obvious. enter tapped. It doesn't, this is immediate. This is getting mana rocks out. This is getting so much stuff. Yeah. Like out turn one, if you get this, turn two, you're just getting your arcane. So you're getting all those great mana rocks that you need out. And it, it just really sets up your board very well. Extremely powerful. Um, One thing to note, there is one of these that pretty much is just for legendary spells. It enters tapped and taps for two color or two colored mana i'm pretty sure uh and uh you can only use this mana to cast legendary spells and you take two damage uh this is like a lot less than ancient tomb it's like seven dollars if you play a legends deck a uh, new dahada from uh yeah. white black red or if you're playing any legend deck joda the unifier so the next card we're going to be talking about is the most expensive land on this list. It's a Guy's Cradle. <laughs> Taps for green to your mana pool for each creature you control. Well, that's kind of not very good, right? That's like getting how much mana for a lot. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of insane. Don't play this turn one because it, you won't have creatures and it won't tap for mana. It'll just delay you a turn. Not good. It's like if you're going first and then you're like, yeah, now I'm going last. It's not good to do. But it is insane. It ramps you again on a land. Extremely powerful. This has is an infinite combos. It's $1,000. Probably don't get it unless you're insanely into magic. All right. So the next category we have on the show is budget fixing mana. This is any basically the same categories before, just budget. Um, so first up, we have command tower, I hope. If you've played Magic for a little bit, you know um, of Command Tower's existence. It um, pretty simple. Just t- it's a land. You tap it, and it says um, add one mana of any color of your commander's identity. Uh, yeah, this taps for everything, uh, pretty much in your deck because you can't play colors out of your commander's <laughs> color identity unless and you're playing like Send Triplet, where you're stealing their stuff. Whatever. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Basically, like just tap it. Add any color that you need. Um. And it enters untapped. Pretty nice. Yeah, it does enter untapped. That, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just really good. You're getting extreme value. It's much better than just playing a regular land. So next up is Exotic Orchard. Kind of does the same thing. Add mana of any color of land that an opponent could produce. Similar. If you're playing four-color commander, most likely all five colors are um, represented throughout the table. Yep. Usually. Good chances. I mean, like, at least 80% chances. And if not, I don't know. You. It's still good. It's still good because you're getting most of the colors, but basically kind of does the same thing as Command Tower. Um, those kind of, we paired them together because they're very similar. Next up, what do we have? Uh, we have the Bounce Lands. Uh, so these all enter tapped. When they enter, you return a land you control to its owner's hand, and they tap for both of two colors, this one's going to be the Simic Growth Chamber, and it taps for a green and a blue. Uh, these are mainly good, because first of all, they're an infinite combos with cards like Kodoma. Uh, mainly, though, if you keep a two-land hand, it's like keeping a three-land hand. Turn one, you play a land. Turn two, you play the Simic Growth Chamber. Bounce that land to your hand. Now you have two other lands, and this taps for two, so it's like keeping an extra card. It's really good. It does enter tapped. It is that which does matter. Um, it's good if you untap it. It's also even better because it taps for more than one mana. 
it gets you both your colors. I don't know. They're good, especially with landfall. La- they're great with landfall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it just keeps playing lands over and over. And if you really are playing heavy landfall, you can play a bounce land to bounce a bounce land and then oh play that bounce God. land next turn to bounce the bounce land. Yeah. Uh, the most key thing and a huge tip, if you don't do it, it's very important too. Uh, you can float the mana before you bounce that land to your hand. Which means you're not getting rid of mana. You can tap a land, then play something really good because if you have maybe one or two uh, lands out, you tap, you float the mana, you tap them, you play something, and then you play this card on your second main phase or you play it after you float the mana. You've already used the mana that turn. You bounce the lands to your hand. Yeah, pretty much you're just not losing as much mana as bouncing a normal land. So yeah, uh, pretty good. And these aren't just green and blue. I just want to mention, this is we're just using one as an example, but they go for every single color. Okay, so the next type of land we're talking about are pain lands. These are really great um, staples. They're not expensive. Basically what it does is it's land, and you can tap it and add a colorless mana to your mana pool, or you can tap it and add um, a white or a black mana to your mana pool, and the card deals one damage to you. Now, this is really good because you're just kind of getting a flexible land if you need a... And for your life and commander, one damage, that's not really draining you of a lot. And, um, like, especially in situations where you played, like, a black land, and then you played this card, and you need, like, a double black or something, and it doesn't enter tapped. But then next turn, you need... A white land. It's just very flexible. Um, and it's only dealing one damage. Doesn't enter tapped. I don't know. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, one of the It's good because it fixes your mana. And actually, one damage adds up. These have done so much damage to me. But they're like talismans. The next card we have is Myriad Landscape. This is a singular card. Um, so it's, it's not a category. For example, Shocklands, we had a category. This is not a category. This is one card. Yeah. Uh, it enters tapped. Taps for a colorless, or you can pay two and tap it and sacrifice Myriad Landscape to search your library for up to two basic land cards that share a land type, and then put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Again, we've said this before, ramping on lands is great. This is not as good, you have to pay mana, but you're happy to see it, especially in landfall. It gets you the colors you need, it does what you want, it's great. It is basic lands, but um, doesn't enter tapped. I think great card. Play it in a lot of decks. Yeah, and you can play it in any deck. Any deck. Any deck. Because it's basically colorless. Next card we have... This is another singular card, and it is Temple of the False God. Could you tell us what it does and why it is good? Temple of the False God is a land that taps for two colorless mana, but you can only tap it for mana if you have five or more lands. Again, ramp on a land. It's good. This is a harsher thing because having five, five lands, lands... like, And then you're getting too colorless. I think it's starting to rotate out of magic more and more. I don't know. They might make a new sort of similar... Modified version. Yeah, modified version. Maybe it's four lands. I don't know. We'll see what magic does. But it's still pretty good. If you're playing mono-colored, like mono-white or red, when you really need the ramp, I would play it. Merging into two color, I'd play it in Boros. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure you don't want to play it. Because you have better. Yeah, there's there's better stuff to do. All right, so for the next card, 
we have what Anson likes to call um, knockoff triumphs. So they're like a triumph, but they're a little more budget. And it enters tapped, and you add um, for three different colored mana. In this case, with uh, Jungle Shrine, it adds a red or a green <laughs> or a white. But it's basically main reason why it's not as good is because it doesn't count as a mountain, a forest, or a plains. Fetch lands don't activate it. You can't get it from a fetch land, but still, it's a great budget version. If you don't have the money or you haven't pulled one, an actual trial, these cards are great. They're 20 cents. They're 20 cents. So trade for them um, or buy them, or if you find some in your bulk, great. Put them in your deck if you don't have the triumphs. Yeah. Pretty good. The next card slash cards we're going to be talking about are Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. They do the exact same thing. They're Literally, like, the exact same thing. They are both lands that say tap, or fight, tap, sacrifice, either one. Search your library for a basic land card, put it into play tapped, then shuffle your library. They get any color, so they're good fixing. They get you more landfall effects. These are pretty much knockoff fetch lands. They're 20 cents. Yeah, yeah. They're super cheap. They're good enough to play in a deck. These are good in even high power landfall decks. So pretty pretty strong lands. What do you think? Um, this card is great. The only thing is it does say basic land, so we can't find shocks, triumphs, um or alpha duels. Or alpha duels. If you I mean if you have alpha duels, you're not playing this card. <laughs> if you yeah. have alpha duels, you're playing landfall. Unless you're playing landfall. Okay. Um, but great card, budget, finding your bulk, great in any budget deck, even some High power decks, if you're playing like land cycling or, um, you know, kind of high ramp. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, good card. Pretty much it. All right, so for the next section, we have non-budget utility lands. These are any lands kind of like over five, six, seven, eight, ten dollars $10. Um, these are any lands that are just good decks, usually single color. What do we have first? Uh, yeah, and they would normally also have abilities. So yeah. the first card we have is Buseju, who endures. It's a legendary land that taps for a green and has channel, which is a green and one. Discard Buseju, Buseju who endures. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, and non-basic land and opponent controls. That player may search their library for a land card with a basic land type, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. And this ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. This is literally insane. Uh, yeah, so you can also channel instant speed, but it's removal on land, which is really good. Uh, it is $27, though, so not budget. It's in Kamigawa, so pretty recent if you open it. If you, like, are going to get packs, Kamigawa is pretty good because all of the channel lands are in this set, which are all good, but we just put Beseju because it's the best one and especially good. But the black one, uh, you mill three, then return a creature from a graveyard to your hand. The blue returns a creature to its owner's hand. White does four to an attacking or blocking creature. The red gets two one one spirits that sack to get a colorless mana. Yeah, so it's obviously pretty good. Removal on a land. That's pretty much all we have to say about this card. Do you have any other comments? No. Oh, actually, Q, it does say it's pretty much they get to fetch for a land though when you do it. So just notice it. But yeah, it's really good. And it taps for a green, enters on tap. Yeah, it's it's putting an instant on a land. Like you're getting two for one. That That is absolutely insane. Yeah, um, like the MDFCs, except it enters untapped. <laughs> it's really good. 
The next card we're going to be talking about, it's a two set. They are Yaviyama, Cradle of Growth, and Urborg, Tomb of Yagmoth. So Henry, tell us what they do. Um, so basically, they are legendary lands, and the black one says each land is a swamp in addition to other land types, and the green one says each land is a forest in addition to other land types. These are not budget. They are pretty expensive. Play them in two color, three color, what do you think? Five color. Four color. Even better. They make all your lands tap for a certain color. Which is very good because now you just have... It's like playing... Like, now a basic land now becomes tap for two different colors. Yep. Because it's addition... It doesn't make all your cards swamp, where that would suck. And it's additional to under types. So, this gets basically creating all your basic lands. Now, multicolor lands, those, what we talked about earlier, are like $500 lands. Um... They do not count as a swamp, um, and they do not tap for anything, meaning you can't get them using um, fetches. So that is the only downside, but really good card. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, so it says each land. So that includes your opponent's land for one. It turns them into multicolored lands, too. Also, it said each land is a, not just on the battlefield. Now you can fetch out any land in your deck if you have a black fetch land or a green fetch land in this case. That is very important. Increasing it even more in power. Yeah. So That's why these cards are expensive. Urborg is around 30 right now. Yeah. Wanted to see. So the next card uh, that we're going to be talking about is one of my favorite lands. It's called Shizu's Death Storehouse. So it is a legendary land. You can tap it and add a black or you can tap a black and tap it, and targeted legendary creature gains fear until end of turn. If you didn't know what fear does, it can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. So this card used to be $20. It dropped to 7 with the new reprint of the Legends deck, Legends Legacy. It's good. It helps your commander. For example, Zur, you don't want it to die when it attacks. Oh, cool. Give it fear. Has less stuff to block. Pretty much unblockable, so it's not going to die through combat. Number two, it's legendary. If you're playing Legendary Matters, increases the power of this even more. Number three, it taps for a black and enters untapped, so at worst, this is pretty much just a swamp. I think this card's always useful. You can also target your opponent's creatures. They have some cool Legendary Eldrassi. You're like, cool, I'll make this deal with you. If you don't attack me with your Eldrassi until end of turn, I'll give you this fear. Oh yeah, you just killed one of your opponents. Pretty good. Yeah. Also, legendary lands aren't very good in Commander. You're not playing two of um, one card in Commander. You're obviously only playing one of each card. So legendary lands, they don't really have a downside. Very good in decks like Legends Matter, where you're getting synergies off of these cards because, um, like an ability will say, oh, something is legendary, it activates something. That counts as lands as well. So very good in cards that, um, in decks that, um, legend that are synergizing around legendary cards. Next up, what do we have? So, next card we have is Phyrexian Tower. It's a legendary land. And it um taps. You can add one trash or colorless la- uh, mana, excuse me, or you can tap it and sack a creature and add two black mana. So, it's really good. It is a sack outlet. Uh, another card that we're going to be talking about is High Market. It is a land that taps for a colorless, and you can tap it, sack a creature, gain a life. It's nice to have a sack outlet on a land when you're playing a sacrifice deck, uh, because it pretty much, when you're playing a sack deck, it's a little complicated, because you need your sack outlet, 
you need your death or enter value, and you need the creature to sack. Being able to put one of these on a land is key. It's getting you an extra card in the deck, basically. Yeah. Because you get a land and sack outlet on one card. Again, similar to MBFCs. The, having two, if you can play a land and do something else with the land, you are loving it. This is these are value. I mean, you're just like putting more cards in your deck, pretty much. Um, also, taps for two black, pretty much when you sack the creature, it ends up ramping you on a land. Not like increasing your land count, but just adding you more mana. So it's really nice to have oh. that around. All right, so next card. I love this card. Oh my gosh, I love this card. It is Urza's Saga. Um. Do you want to read it off, Anson? Sure. It is a saga, so all sagas, except the new ones with the ability read ahead, have as a saga enters and as you, at your draw step, you add a lore counter, and then once it has three lore counters, you sacrifice it. I do want to mention it is a lamb. It is an enchantment lamb. So, first of all, it's an enchantment, gets enchantment value, good. Um, also, it's land. Yeah, also, more putting more things. So, first mode, immediately once it enters. You can tap it for a colorless for all three phases because it gains. Uh, phase two at your next upkeep, you gain it. It gains t- pay two. If you're confused by this, it gains. It doesn't mean only when it's at the first level. It means for the rest of the time this is on the battlefield. It gains two tap versus saga. Create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. The creature itself is an artifact, so it will instantly be a 1-1. Um, and then the third phase, and the most powerful, is search your library for an artifact card with mana cost 0 or 1. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Um, okay, <clears throat> if you haven't noticed, what's a 1-mana um, artifact card that um, is played in every single commander deck? Soul Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Two to sure Soul Ring, turn 3. Wow. That's why this card is $30. Jeez, and it's going to keep rising. Um, this card is absolutely insane. If you haven't noticed what's a one-mana card um, that is an artifact, Soaring, Soaring, that's played in every single deck, turn three, Tunish with Soaring, that's insane. It still has the other abilities that are great, too. It's a land. It's an enchantment. I also think it's great. It's an enchantment, which means it does get caught up in enchantment synergies, which is really great. And... It has those two top ones, but the most important one is that you're getting Soul Ring. That's two extra mana. That's insane. That's why this card is $30. Uh, it does get sacrificed once you search for Soul Ring, or actually, you can get any zero mana artifact or one mana artifact. No mana crypt? Yeah, I get Soul Ring over mana crypt. because Death- Well, yeah, but I'm just saying you could get mana crypt yeah. if you wanted. Um, some other artifacts that you might want to get are Amulet of Vigor. It says all of your permanents enter untapped. If you're playing like a gate deck that'd be good um yeah but if you just have some key zero one or zero or one mana artifacts you can still find them and if well, you I have definitely s- recommend getting soaring soaring is great it, it does only tap for colorless and once you have soaring out or whatever other artifact it will get caught in vandal blast so you know just be cautious yeah okay so next up what do we have we have Nithko Shrine to Nyx. It's a legendary land that taps to add one to your mana pool, and you can pay two, tap it, choose a color, add to your mana pool an amount of mana that color equal of that color equal to your vo- devotion to that color. So if you're playing mono colored, it's amazing. If you're playing two color, still, still amazing. Amazing. 
If you're playing three color, it becomes to get worse and worse, and it's like $30. So it's a big investment if you really like mono blue, mono red, mono black, mono white, or mono green. It is insane. Get it. Otherwise, not as good as some of these other lands for the price it has, but it is also a legendary land for some nice legendary synergies added in. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Great card. Um, like Anson said, if you're really, really, really into making mono decks, or you have this one to de- deck that's like CDH viable, and you're committed to it, and you're playing it in tournaments at uh, Commander Nights or whatever, and you really feel like, oh, this card would be a great addition to that deck, go ahead and get it. But I'm, I think it's just it's not good in four or five color or three color because your devotion isn't going to be that big to that to a single color. Yes, I agree. Next up, card Hall. Of Helioids. Generosity. It is another legendary land that taps for a colorless, and you can pay white and tap it to put target enchantment from your graveyard on top of your library. It's legendary land. Again, it just keeps, it just is always good to have that on. Because it has legendary value synergies. Um, This is good with enchantments, obviously. Again, putting another card on a land is always good. This does it. It also taps for a colorless. No, it can only be played in white, but still, it's a great card. Um, yeah. Whenever you get a legend, especially with these legendary lands, you're just getting an extra card in your deck. A land with an ability is very good. You can play it, and it costs zero mana to play it. Then, you, it also taps for mana, in this case, colorless mana. And you're getting legendary synergies off of it, and it has an ability. That's really, really good. So... Definitely with a lot of these legendary lands that are tapping for mana and getting you other stuff, that's extreme value. All right, so for our next section, we have budget, utility lands, and our first card is... High Market. So it's really a great friend to sacrifice decks. It is a land, it taps for a colorless, and you can also tap it, sacrifice a creature, and gain a life. Uh, You don't really care about the gaining a life part. It's mainly just a way to sack a creature. On a land, again, it's two cards in one. It's really nice to have this. Putting another card in your deck, but keeping really the consistency the same. So really nice. Anything else? Um, yeah, well, though you gain one life, I know you don't really care about it, but it is nice. I mean, yeah, just it, to have it might add. Life. I don't yeah. know. Nothing else to really say. Um, next card. Yeah, this is another nice two-for-one land. Uh, this is Scavenger Grounds. It is a land that says tap it, out of colorless, and two, tap it, sacrifice a desert, and it does count as a desert. It's a land desert, and it exiles all cards from all graveyards. So really good against graveyard decks, sack decks, just things playing with their graveyards. And it also is a land. It's uh, just really a nice thing to have, and this is a dollar, maybe, tops. But, so, pretty nice card. Nice to have around one, two, maybe three colors. All right, so for our next card, Juga Bog. Um, it is a land, and it says, Bajuga Bog enters the battlefield tapped. When Bajuga Bog enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. And then tap it, add one black mana. Um, this is great, again, um, against sack decks, decks that are using... Um, their graveyard, and I've played this, and it's just really satisfying to see that card that they're just expecting to flash back in. Um, just get exiled and kind of get out of the way, 
Um, also, even just against a regular deck, it is very good because most decks may, a lot of decks have at least a little bit of reanimation. So it's just great to get a card out of a graveyard. And it's two for one, it does tap for a black. Yeah, so graveyard hate has been slowly decreasing over time. People don't even care about graveyard hate anymore. And I think that's a big problem because some of the most powerful decks are graveyard hate decks. decks. Yeah. Uh, and if you have scavenging grounds and Bajuka Bog in your deck, it's really nice to have that like fallback. It's like now you're Sylvan Scrying. You can get graveyard hate with that. Faithless Looting, Snapcaster Mage. They're, they're pretty much every deck has something to do with their graveyards. Uh, so it's kind of nice to just have a nice little add on. Uh, and it's never bad, it always taps for a block. So for our next card, we have Reliquary Tower. It is a land, and it says you have no maximum hand size. And then it reads, tap it, add one colorless. Um, This card is really great, especially, it's just like, why would you, no maximum hand size. There's card draw. You don't have to worry about discarding cards into your graveyard, especially when you're playing kind of a higher power deck where you're drawing lots of cards. It's very nice to kind of, because a lot of times, you know, having more cards in your hands is just insane. Like, that, you notice it. When you get to have, like, 10, 10 cards in your hand at once, it's like you have so many options. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, this is definitely not an auto-include like Bajukabog, because, one, it taps for only a colorless. And also, in a lot of decks, you do not... You, I mean, I've played decks over with hundreds of games and never gotten over seven cards in my hand just yeah, because sure. it's a faster aggro deck like Krenko for something like that or just anything that has a lot of ramp or just very fast. It it doesn't really help, but it's when it works and it's in the right deck, that card is nuts. It's like putting Spellbook on a land. Really strong. Um, The next card we have is War Room. It is land. And you can tap it and add a colorless mana. You can also tap three and three colorless and tap it. Pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity. Draw a card. Now, in one or two mana or two color commanders, this is an insane rate because you're losing one or two life to draw a card. This is usually when you're low on cards in your hand and you don't really have anything else to play, and you have a lot of mana, um, and I've just found it super useful to just, like, have that in your back pocket to when you need it, you have an answer to not having anything in your hand, and either you can play something this turn, or you have something good to play next turn. Yeah, uh, shout out to Castle Lockthwaiting. Pretty similar effect, uh, drawing you cards on lands. Uh, also, in colorless decks, I don't know what you're playing, like an Eldrazi deck, is it even better? But yeah, just nice to have card draw on a land. Pretty good. Uh, next card we got is Forgotten Cave. It's a land that enters tapped, and it says tap, add a red, and cycling a red. So there's one oh, of these. Cycling uh, is discard this card, draw a card. Yeah, so there's one for each of these. Each color, there's also a desert that does it in each color that has cycling one of the color and one. And there are also, for each color, lands that have cycling of two colorless, enter tap, and tap for one color. Um, this, I love these lands. These, I think, are so underrated because so often I will be flooding and be like, oh, 
Get a land out of my hand. Get a new card. Uh, entering tap is a downside, obviously, but I think it's totally worth it to have that kind of just option to be able to pivot when you're like flooding and get out of that, get another card to look at. Really useful. All right, so for our next card is Mystic Sanctuary. Um, it is a land. It is an island. It reads, uh, when this card enters the battlefield, uh, not win. It reads, Mystic Sanctuary enters the battlefield, tapped unless you control three or more other islands. When Mystic Sanctuary enters the battlefield untapped, you may put a targeted instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. Um, this is great in, like, Swarm decks, for example, um, where you just basically are playing tons and tons of um, instant and sorcery spells. Um, and it just gets you really set up. You play it, when, like, turn three. And I, I don't know really what else to say. It's a great card. Yeah, so this is good enough that it got banned in Pauper. Fetchlands can get it. It counts as an island. But pretty much only play this in Mono Blue. You're not getting three other no. islands in any other color <sighs> combination. So, Until, like, way, way, way late game. Way past when it's worth it. So the next card we got is Alchemist's Refuge. What does it do? Um, It says you tap it, add one colorless to your mana pool. You can tap a green and a blue and tap it. You may cast non-land cards this turn as though they had flash. So, pretty strong. Uh, you keep it up. It really just scares your opponents because they're kind of like, oh, anything could happen at any time. It's really, it's kind of just a nice thing to have, too, because if somebody board wipes, then you can rebuild on their turn. Uh, it's kind of like a bad ley line of anticipation on a waste, which is really strong. Or like a fairy's ability, but you have to activate it on a land. Yeah, so you do have to pay two mana, and it's only for this turn. Uh, so you want to activate it on the turn. You want to play the other stuff. But it's really strong. You can only be played in green-blue, but really, really good in green-blue. So the next card we got is Seat of the Synod. It's an artifact oh, land. Okay, you can see. Oh, my bad. You can read off the cards. So the next card we have is Seat of the Synod. Um, It is an artifact land, and it says... Tap it, add one blue. You may be wondering, why is this good? It's literally a regular land. But it's not, because... It's an artifact. Um, This is really nice. You get all of your artifact synergies. Uh, it does get caught in Vandal Blast. And there is one for each color. Um, I really like this. Don't just play it immediately, because it does get caught in Vandal Blast, and somebody can, like, abrade to kill it. But... Kind of just having that other trigger, that other little boost in an artifact deck is such a big thing. It really helps. And it enters untapped, so it's really, really strong to include. And then there is also one that's colorless and uh, has indestructible. So you can play a lot of artifact lands. All right, so the next card we have is Buried Ruin. It is a land, of course, and it says tap it, add colorless um it also says tap to sacrifice bur buried ruin return targeted artifact card from your graveyard to your hand why is this good uh it is another land that does stuff in an artifact deck 
It can get back your mana rocks after a Vandal Blaster, a board wipe, or something. It can get back key components. It enters untapped. It's not that much mana to activate. It's it's really good. I think I love this land. Even in a non-artifact deck, I think this card is great because more often than not, you either mill or something gets removed and you'll get it back. And it's really nice to just have a little card insurance on a land. So really nice to have. Um, so for the next card, what do we have? Got Path of Ancestry. It reads, this card enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it. Add one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. Meaning, if your commander is black-white, you can add black and white mana to your mana pool. When this... When that mana is spent to cast a creature spell that shares a creature type with your commander... Scry one. Now this card is really, really good in tribal decks. Um, it comes in the party time deck. I've mentioned this deck before. That's because I have it and play it. Um, but it is very good because Burger Coast counts as basically every single creature that you're playing in the deck. So really, in that case, and in a lot of tribal decks like Vampire Tribal, Elf Tribal, it really reads whenever you cast a creature. Scryer 1. And, as a bonus, it also adds basically a new mana. Yeah. So, especially good in the Ur-Dragon. It's a five-color tribal oh, yeah. deck. Just great. Uh, that is one of the top commanders right now. Yeah, so, pretty much, play this in any five-color deck anyway, just for the fixing. Uh, four-color, probably play it. Three-color, might play it. Other than that, just every tribal deck. Just love this card. I think this card's great. Uh, next card we have is Kessig Wolf Run. Um, it is a land, and you can tap it and add colorless. You can also tap X, tap um, a red, tap X, a red, and a green. Tap the land, and targeted creature gets plus X plus O and gains trample until end of turn. Basically, meaning whatever you tapped for that X is how much power it gains until end of turn. Why is this good? Why did we pick it? Uh, it also gets trample. Oh, is, I forgot to read that. I which forgot. is really nice. Uh, that's like the key thing. You can you normally pay this for three, give a creature plus one L and trample. Um, this also taps for colorless. If you're playing all of these utility lands in a deck, it's going to be a really clunky, hard to get all your colors deck. So don't play all of these. But the ones that really fit your deck, like a Voltron deck, this card is so or good. An aggro in. deck. Yeah, it just whenever you're making a big thing. It really is nice to give a trample and it enters untapped. Gives it taps for colorless. So really just a great card. Alright, next up we have Mosswort Bridge. So it's land with Hideway 4, which pretty much means when it enters, you look at the top four cards, you exile one of them, and when you do a certain thing, you get to play that card for free. It also enters the battlefield tapped. Hideaway means when this land enters the battlefield. Look at the top X, where X is the hideaway number. Uh, and then exile one face down and put the rest on the bottom of in a random order. So in this case, it would be top four cards because it is hideaway four. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped, taps for a green, and a green and tap. You may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost if creatures you control have total power 10 or greater. There is one of these for all colors. All have hideaway four all have a one and tap if Doing you have done 
a certain thing, you get the card. Up, the red is like deal a certain amount of damage, and the white is. The white is um, you tap it and add a white, and basically you get to play the card if you've attacked with three or more creatures that turn. Yeah, so you cast the card without paying its mana cost. That's kind of nutty. I think the green one's the most fitting because you want to play big things. In green. Then get the hideaway to get another big thing. Uh, you want to exile the scariest thing. I think about if all cards were zero mana, that's the one you want to hide away. Uh, but it's it's kind of a nutty thing. I really like hideaway, and I think it's really strong. Um, th- I think this is probably one of the better lands we talked about in the budget section. So yeah, probably get this one if you're playing a big stuff deck. Thank you for listening to this episode of Synergy, the Commander Show. Make sure to go check out our website at mtgsynergy.com. You will find all the latest episodes, actually every single episode um, that we released, and you can listen to them on the website if you prefer that. And we'll see you in the next one.